0: Welcome to Podcast
1: Awesome, where we chat about icons, design, tech, business, and nerdery with members of the Fun Awesome team.
2: Fun Awesome, go we'll make something awesome. Fun Awesome, they'll make something awesome.
1: Can you guys believe that it's already 2024? It's like we're living in the future or something. Except we don't have flying cars yet. Anywho, in this 2024 inaugural Podcast Awesome episode, I chat with Jory Raphael and Rob Madol to run down everything we built at Font Awesome, including Font Awesome Sharp, Podcast Awesome, the launch of a new YouTube channel, changes in kits, and the creation of a Figma plugin. We also chat about our partnership with Shoelace and hint at a few things that might be in the hopper. I see a really cool old relic from the past on your bookshelf mm-hmm. to your left there. Tell me about yeah. that.
2: So that's an old Macintosh SE. And as I'm remembering this now, as we're talking about old computers, like this was in our house for a while when I was growing up. So it's followed me around and been in my house and been in my own home office since I've had a home office. And as a nice I a a bookend. Yeah, it's a nice little bookend. and But then it just started getting a little sad because nothing was on it. And as looking over my shoulder, it reminded me of the old Susan Care Happy Mac icon. Mm -hmm. And I happen to have a little vinyl cutter here. And so I printed out the little vinyl pattern and I cut it out and I slapped it on its face.
1: Very nice. I like it. Rob, do you have
0: any vintage computer gear laying around that's cool? No, I don't have any vintage stuff most of the stuff I've collected over the years. We've got a bin in the attic and it's got an old, old iPhone 5. And I, for some reason, have tons of external hard drive stuff. It's going to be worth something someday. That's (laughs) what I'm thinking. I'll hold on to it. Um,
1: I'm in the market for a two gig uh, hard drive. Rob, I, I heard that you had something in your attic.
0: Is that? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I do. Actually, let me go upstairs. I
2: recently found an old MP3 player that I think was like, is it called? Like a, is it like a Rio? Does that sound right? I had a Rio. Like a diamond mm-hmm. Rio or something? 64 megabyte when that's what I had. Yeah, so I found one that I had during in college in the past year or so and was able to actually turn it on and boot it up and it was such a strange nostalgia trip just because uh-huh. it was still loaded up with all the music I listened to then. I had an
1: old iPod that I shoved into the glove box of my car and I would use it occasionally. It's so ridiculous to think like when those came out, everybody's, you can put your entire music collection on this thing. And it was just like such a sense of pride. I have 5,000 songs on this thing. But it would only work if I had it plugged in. If I I unplugged it, it just would die. Speaking of which, I keep an eye on this day and technology. Sometimes we post some of that stuff on our Instagram. A few days ago, as of the recording of this podcast, in 2007, was the release of the very first iPhone, which was a trip. And here we are, a decade plus later, and I'm not quite sure if our lives are improved or not. It's a bit as a big promise, man.
2: In some ways, yes. In some ways, no.
1: That's true. Well, enough with all this shenanigans. We wanted to talk a little bit about the past year and all of the great stuff that we shipped. So I thought it'd be fun to get together and talk a little bit about all the stuff maybe folks are maybe not aware of or some of the stuff that's coming their way and some of the features that they can make good use of.
2: Sure. I, can I start, actually? Is that okay if I start? Yeah, please do. If you are listening to this very episode right now, one of the things that we launched in 2023 was Podcast Awesome.
1: Yes, we did. What? Yep. It's been just shy of a year, huh?
2: Yeah. Matt, I'm going to turn the tables on you a little bit and ask you (laughs) how that's been going because this is your brainchild and you've been the primary voice and engine behind it for the year. And why don't you give us a little recap on how that's been?
1: Yeah. Ah, gosh, I was unprepared. I want to say thank you to the Academy. Thank (laughs) you. No.
2: Now, to be clear, uh, I didn't say it has gone well. I just said, oh, how is okay. it? So I'm getting it. So basically, there were no I'm, accolades. Yeah, oh, no accolades. I thought I
1: was getting an award. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, I'd been hearing for a while that having a Font Awesome podcast is a, a fun wish list item. It wasn't an official goal, but it was on a nice to have kind of list. And I thought, that'd be fun. Travis and somebody else had, come up with a basic list of things they might want to cover. Just some like basic planning that I had to go a couple of years back in a base camp and take a look at. So I filled that out a little bit, put together a content plan and sent it back into the black hole of, Hey, what do you think about this? <laughs> uh, I didn't hear back. And I, 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 <laughs> I didn't say it was you. I'm not like incriminating anyone or. or
0: We're very talking. busy, Matt.
2: Yeah. Oh, you sent Um, it to Rob. He's remaining very quiet here. Yeah. I would
0: like for you to keep this in. No, it's not me. Please help me help you.
1: Help me help you, Rob. (laughs) To be fair, you maybe even weren't on that, weren't CC'd on that email. So it's okay. Um, But anyway, after a few rounds of that, I thought, darn it, I'm just going to do this thing and we'll just, we'll see what happens. If it goes poorly, then I'll just ask for forgiveness later. So that (laughs) kind of is the fun, awesome way. Be honest. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I had I had no idea what I was doing. I had to figure out how to edit. And, uh, you know, the boss was cool enough to say, get some pro gear. So I ordered some gear so that you can hear my silky smooth voice.
2: And you can hear my voice. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it's been super fun. And I thought we really want to be able to show folks that we're not just robots or AI creating this stuff. It's actually people behind the team. And it's a small team. Why don't we give them a little flavor of what things are like at Fawn Awesomes? Yeah, it, it's been awesome to have the support. It's been been very fun. So clearly Podcast Awesome was a huge win for the company this year. But any other wins or fails maybe that were surprising. What project made you feel like a winner, Jory?
2: I look at these lists of all the stuff that I can't com- we accomplished last year. I'm like, oh boy, did <laughs> did we talk about any of this with folks? <laughs> <laughs> so, few. Yeah. We well, sent
1: some newsletters.
2: <laughs> we did. And I don't want to say, there. I'm sure there are folks listening saying, no, you guys send too much email. And sorry, we try not to. And we try Unsup- and, you know. Unsubscribe.
0: Yeah, you we try and option. do them
2: few and far between and make them short and make them interesting at the very least. Why not just go through the entire list? Why not? Okay. You want to go through the entire list? Three, two, one. Number one on the list is Font Awesome Sharp. And that is entirely new Font Awesome icon family that has an icon for icon matches with our classic family, except instead of nice, friendly little rounded corners, things are sharp, baby. Very sharp. Yeah. So we throughout the year, we released a number of those styles. We have another, the wrapping things up will be coming out relatively soon. But that was last year. Number two on the list, Podcast Awesome. We already talked about that. Number three on the list here is our YouTube channel, which you also had a hand in Mr. Johnson, which is full of or uh, slowly filling up with all sorts of fun screencasts and how to use Font Awesome. And I think you can you also see some of our, our fun promo videos there for yep. the yep. original our... Kickstarter, the V6 release. Mm-hmm. Definitely check those out
1: if if you haven't seen those yet.
2: Let's see. This next one on the list is top secret, but I will say that we may have filmed something last year, which is fun. Can I say that much, Rob?
0: We've already shared with folks that we joined forces with Shoelace with one of the most popular web component libraries on the internet. And they, they actually joined us. And so we're developing and taking that to the next level. We wanna, we're gonna turn that into something that people are gonna love to use. We're gonna provide just more of that same kind of awesome that already exists there.
2: And if, and if Rob mentions, Rob just mentioned shoelace immediately after I talked about filming a video, maybe they're related, maybe they're not. Time will tell. <clears throat> we'll see. <laughs> Number four, Rob just said it with shoelace. Like we brought Shoelace on board and have been working on some awesome improvements, have done some hiring on that side and are going to have even more to share there soon. (laughs) Talking about sending emails and communicating with folks, like we have an internal tool called Email Awesome, which we use to send emails to folks. It's an internal tool, so only we use it. And because of that, sometimes there are a few rough edges that we can deal with that we might might not be present in a product that we were to ship to customers. But because we are customers of this internally, we made some improvements to it. Folks like you, Mr. Johnson, can craft some of our emails and and get them into folks' hands. If I can do it, anybody can do it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Noah and I had a talk at Figma's Config Conference this year which was super fun. It was a good time. We were able to talk about our process of using Figma to design Fawn Awesome, all of Fawn Awesome icons, our icons. I don't know, that was a fun process. It was a fun prep process. It was fun to present. It was fun to be at Config. It was, I don't know, it was a really cool process. We're actually, Noah and I are next week, which is not, I am not sure when this episode is releasing, so that's probably, doesn't make any sense. But in January, Noah and I are both actually doing a talk for Figma about how we prepared our talk for Figma. <laughs> that's pretty meta, man. Yeah, nice. it's very meta. We are literally showing, it's about how we use their FigJam product to... That's great. We're using FigJam to create a talk about how we used FigJam. It's very, yeah, <laughs> it's confusing. Um, it was so a we'll, great talk,
1: man. It was a good time. And for, so anybody that's interested, if they didn't see it, you can watch that talk on YouTube. It's on the Figma channel. And Dave and I went out to see that talk and kind of rub elbows with folk. Great time. You guys presented an awesome talk. We did a little wrap-up episode on Podcast Awesome, if you want to check that out. and We'll leave the notes in the show notes.
2: Quickly, just to note, because if you don't want to listen to that episode, I want to say that there was laughter in the room. was not picked up on the mic i was there. like the only we were only mic to the room was not mic and so sure. noah and i make a lot of stupid jokes and if you're watching the talk on youtube it seems like it is met with complete silence but they totally landed dude totally
0: <laughs> no, it's much funnier to think that no one
2: laughed <laughs> and we just carried on heads, you just soldiered on that's right uh-huh. yeah So however you want to view it, either dead silence or that there was laughter that you just can't hear. So one of our main products we have
0: at Fun Awesome, we call it Kits. And it's a way to bundle up Fun Awesome, make a version of Fun Awesome that you can use in one or more projects. For a long time now, we've had icon designers at Fun Awesome and they continue to make icons just over and over again to where we've got, and we've tried to tell them to stop, but they just won't. Sorry, not sorry. They keep making icons. There's thousands of icons. If you use a kit, you don't want to download all of them. So one of the huge features we had uh, last year was kit subsetting. So you go in, make a kit, and you can pick the exact icons that you want to use in your project. That makes your kit smaller. It loads faster over the internet, takes up less bandwidth, the performance is better, And you can go in and curate just the icons that you want to use. It it was one of those features that we've been wanting to do this for years now with kits and we finally got around to it. Nice.
2: Another thing related to kits is that you can now download them. Up until now, you could download all of Font Awesome, as Rob said, and serve all of Font Awesome. But with more styles and more icons, those files tend to get heavier and heavier. And so now you can set your kit up exactly how you want it. You can set only the styles you want to use if you want to keep it that at that higher level or you can like de- literally subset it to the 12 icons you're using on your site and then you can download that kit and have a little tiny little tiny custom version of Font Awesome that you can serve if you're self-hosting things um, and you don't want to use our CDN
0: and the next one on the list is also still about kits last year was a very kit focused year for us to use a kit before we released this next feature, you had to use JavaScript to do it. So a little snippet of JavaScript had to be on your page. The page had to load the JavaScript and do the kind of kit magic. And what we found is a lot of customers, that wasn't the ideal situation for them for performance reasons or for the framework that they were using. Lots of different technical reasons why you wouldn't want to do that with JavaScript. So we actually released A version of KISS that you can just load with CSS. So if you don't want to use JavaScript, you don't want the way that that works, the CSS one has some performance benefits and has some advantages over using JavaScript. So we listened to our customers and we were excited to get that one out because it really is very performant. And if you pair it with subsetting, it's blazingly fast. So we're really proud of that one.
2: Okay, so this is a this is an internal thing that we did, which is that we um, did a bunch of work and improvements uh, to our release process, and that's essentially when we create a new version of Font Awesome, when we've added new icons to it, improved some things, added a new style, any one of those things, going from the icon design process to completing those to getting them into our build system, to packaging them up and getting them available to folks to download, to use in our various packages XYZ was a super long and drawn out process and prone to errors and skipping steps and I should not be the one talking about this particular step because No.
0: Because I'm curious how it looks externally because I'm the one that normally has to do those steps.
2: Yeah, so Rob would do all those steps and the it took him, he would go dark for a number of days, sometimes upwards of a week if shit hit the fan. And that's no fun for anybody. And It made me feel bad asking Rob to release things because I knew it would be a time suck for him. It With Rob being the only one who could do the whole process there, we are, if he was working on something else or was out, we couldn't do it. And so we really wanted to make it easier to release icons and faster to release icons. And safer. Uh, that. And safer, yeah. yeah, yeah. Perhaps most importantly, that little sticky note that you have, where you <laughs> constantly referencing copy that you're to here. Don't press this red button.
0: Whatever you do, you joke, but there were, and I had that in the steps in the manual steps. Make <laughs> sure don't you don't do this. Yeah, exactly.
2: Well, and and because sometimes mistakes are made. So like, as recently as our most as the six point. 5 release, which included sharp, thin. There were also a bunch of new icons and some icon updates. And I made a very stupid mistake with some of our file icons because we added um, some new file type icons. So an icon that is a little file icon with some letters next to it. So like file JPEG or file PNG. And file PNG was a new one. And when I was designing that icon, I used an old icon as a base. And that was the file PDF icon, and stupidly I didn't realize that I had not renamed the new icon to file PNG, and it retained the file PDF. So when I did the export process, it exported the correct file PDF icon, and then it exported a new file PDF icon on top of the old one, and named and had it was named correctly, but the graphic itself did not say PDF. Jory, if you can imagine. Uh, a PDF icon, a lot of people use it. It has been in Font Awesome since version four. And one of the beauties of Font Awesome and our kits is that when we release new icons, they're instantly available to you. You don't have to worry about it. You don't have to go in and make toad changes if you don't want to. I really biffed, and a bunch of people's websites where they had the little file download icon suddenly became a, 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 a PNG download icon instead of a PDF download So that was a mistake that I made. And because we had done all of this work on a release process, Rob was able to turn around fairly quickly and we were able to get a fix out within a a little over a day, which he still had to put in a ton of work to do it, but it was not a week. It wasn't, this wasn't sitting out there forever. And so that that, that makes the work, all the work that we've done worth it.
0: Yeah, we know we still have a ways to go. Software is never done, but I think I probably would have I would have probably quit if I had to do that without this automation. Yeah, I think so. I think so. <laughs> yeah, and, and another great feature of kits is when we do biff like that, it's because I had a similar problem that that I introduced in a, a version back. When we do make that mistake, the workaround is: well, you just go to your kit and you could just go back a version until we get this fixed, and then we'll yep. you can go back and set it back to latest. So. It's good to have that mitigation strategy when we mess up. Uh It's just a click
2: of the mouse. Click Mm -hmm. of the mouse. Yay, kids! Let's see. We made some updates to our icon previews. Those little, the individual icon pages and the the modals that pop when you are on the icon search, and we actually have some more refinements that are going out right now. So I think those will probably be ready when folks listen to this episode. Just making things. A little bit more, a little easier to understand, a little more compact, and then actually even packing in some more features like with styling and whatnot for icons, which is fun. Oh, um, you can now upload Duotone icons to a kit. Nice. So that's a pretty big one. That's really cool. You used to only be able to do single color icons, but now you can upload Duotone icons we, and we have some templates and some... Hopefully at some point soon. I know this is on my to-do list. I have a screencast around how to create those icons. Come on, man. I know you can do it. Yeah, I'll do it. And then the final one here that was launched as of this recording is a Figma plugin, which you can find in the Figma community and is an easy way to use Font Awesome SVGs in your Figma project. Not only that,
0: but you can create a kit through Font Awesome and upload custom icons. You can subset, do all the great things with kits. And then you can use that kit in Figma. So if you've got a company logo or you've got your own icons that you've designed and you want to use those, you can leverage kits, work with it in your Figma, jams in your Figma files, turn around and deploy it to your website the same day.
2: It's sweet. And that's it. That was 2023 at Fawn Awesome.
1: Were there any particular wins or fails? What project made you feel like a winner, Rob? But then on the flip side, do we have any oops moments that we can laugh about now?
0: Yeah,
2: We just talked about them. The PDF one, the PDF icon. Oh my gosh.
0: We could talk about one of our beloved team members couldn't make it to the snuggle last time though, because of COVID. That's a fun story.
2: I'll say this. We're so often, I don't want to say behind the eight ball, but we often have great ideas for Fawn Awesome. And we probably talk about them sometimes before we should or before they are completely ready. Well, as, yeah, as soon as we have an idea for something, we want to share it with people, especially once we've gotten the approval and we know what's going to happen. Like it, It's not vaporware because like we are absolutely working on it and we have the plans and blah, 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 blah. So that's a trap we sometimes find ourselves in. This is the complete opposite of it, that we have stuff that's done. <laughs> <laughs> and, that we can't talk about. Yeah. Now, the biggest fail is, we hinted at it, and I don't know if we've talked about it before, Matt, on any of the podcasts, because we are, what, this is officially season two. We took a bit of a hiatus after all of the original ones. But as folks who listen along know, twice a year the full company gets together for what we affectionately call snuggles. Mm-hmm. And we can, you know, there's a whole episode about that. So you can go back and and get the backstory. It's but not creepy. Trust us. It's, it's not creepy. Not creepy. We typically try and be pretty thoughtful with pe- people taking time away from their families and spending a week with us. And post-pandemic, we have been just wary of folks being sick and whatnot. So we test before coming down. We try and follow as many guidelines as we can. And this last time in October, as we were all converging together, Mr. Matt Johnson here, who had- The
0: host of this podcast. The host of this
2: podcast, had been overseas. Indeed. Flew into the airport, landed, wasn't feeling so well, tested, and while the rest of the team spent the week together, team building, having so much fun, eating such delicious food, and really thanks, just Matt. being our best selves,
1: yeah, thanks.
2: Matt was <laughs> <laughs> Matt was stuck at a hotel room, mm-hmm. quarantining with a big old C nineteen. That was good times,
1: man. Yeah, to give the full story, I did test beforehand. Yeah. the way it went is my my youngest daughter. Had a a bit of a scratchy throat. We kept her uh, back from school. We tested her several times, testing negative. Day before I left on the big trip, and mind you, this is about a 24-hour trip because I was in Greece. Had a little bit of a scratchy throat. I better test. So I tested. I figured, hey, if I've got something, it's probably just a little cold that my daughter had. No big deal. Tested negative. Got on the plane the next morning, and by the time I was about halfway through the flight, Full on chills and <laughs> just totally out of my mind. Can't think. But, but the funny thing is, I still thought that I didn't have it. I was like, I just have cold. I get there a day early because I wanted to prepare for a little bit of jet lag and get settled in before the snuggle started. And the first full day when I wake up, my wife sends me a text and she's calling me as soon as you can. <laughs> and so obviously she says, I have COVID. You, you need a test. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah, I was stuck in a hotel room right by the Bentonville Airport. There's uh, there's not much going on near the Bentonville Airport. So I, I had some nice walks in the
2: parking lot. Uh, it We felt so, <laughs> so bad. Number one, just a bummer for anyone to travel and then be sick and stuck in a hotel room. To add to it, how far you had traveled and (laughs) how that you had been, I don't know how much you want to get into it, but it'd been in Greece for a little while there. It's delayed to all this stuff. Have you traveled so far after having already been isolated? And then I will use this to publicly apologize because on a few occasions, (laughs) you (laughs) reached out DMing me being like, hey, you're like, hey, maybe we can do some podcasting while we're here and... Rob and I typically run these snuggles and the planning and stuff and it is just overwhelming to juggle all these things and so I wasn't able to really help you out with that stuff and I think even once you said, please man, I'm dying here. I need something to (laughs) do. I need something. (laughs) And I was like, I'm so sorry. I can
1: only binge like a series for so
2: long. So it's just, it sucks. There's no way to, no other way to say
1: It, it. It is what it is, man. What can you do? it was a really crappy experience, but now it, it is funny. I can laugh about it. Uh, but man, I, I wish I didn't j- like my main regret is that I didn't test the day that I, that I uh, left on the trip back. Cause I probably would have tested positive and then I would have done no, no Let point. Let that be coming. a lesson to you folks. Let that okay. be a lesson. Test early and often. Yeah, it's all good. It is all good. We've touched on a lot of stuff and a lot of it, we, unfortunately can't talk about. But what about a glimpse into future work, maybe what might be on the horizon for this year, 2024?
2: We have a lot of great stuff that we can't talk about <laughs> coming up. One of the things that I'm excited about, and I I think I can probably say this, is that the, the Shoelace team has been working independent from the Fawn Awesome team. And that was on purpose so that they can focus on on imp- improvements over there. We can keep moving on the Fawn Awesome things. And, we are this year going to try and do some more integrated work together. And that excites me to be a little bit more holistic in our approach to in our approach to the, the different things that we support here at Fawn Awesome. So that's exciting, getting to work with cool people. Can you talk a little bit about what you have in store for Podcast Awesome for 2024?
1: Yeah, so my hope is this initial podcast that we're launching as the very first podcast of the season, if you want to call it season two, We'll see how it goes, but I think I'd like to do some sort of roundups on split work that, that we do and just give folks an overview of what's the, what did we just work on and what did we ship? Maybe stuff that's coming down the pipe. So we'll try and get those into this season. Last season, I think it was one of the latter episodes, we talked about Patrick Lencioni's six types of working genius with Dave, and we're actually going to talk to the team and it's pretty great that the entire team, spread across the team, we have all of the six types of working genius is represented with uh, all the team members. So we'll talk to different team members about that. We found that to be a pretty helpful tool slash personality mapping thing. So that'll be cool. Also, I think I'd like to do a podcast about the making of the podcast, which is all the things that I learned along the way. I've talked mm-hmm. a little bit. About that, building the plane in the air and trying to figure it out as I go. But maybe folks that are thinking about starting their own podcast, they maybe I can give them a little wisdom on where to start. Things that I learned and, and pitfalls to avoid. The Behind the Icon series, we've done a little bit of, of this on the blog where we choose kind of oddball or funny icons such as Pooh Storm, Dumpster Fire the hand horns, as in the heavy metal hand sign icon. What are some of the other ones, Jory?
2: The mullet icon. The mullet icon. That's a good one. It's funny you say Pooh Storm. We had recently, I think even in that episode, we talked about, we can't want people to write in how they use that icon. We had a customer recently where we discovered they were using the icon in the most pure form ever. And it was amazing. It was impressive. It was a i don't have the company name up here, otherwise I give them a plug, but it was a basically a a plumbing septic system services, and they were using <laughs> the poo storm icon for like plumbing emergencies perfect and, uh, perfect right perfect
1: yes so we I will have a short series of funny behind the icon why we decided to create the icon, and I like to deep dive if anybody remembers the Uh, making of the mullet icon blog you can check that out dave talks a little bit about what it was like to attend mit we have a chat about that rob is going to give us a rundown of all the benefits of fawn awesome pro and then there is a podcast (laughs) who knew all the benefits And then we do a podcast where I talk to Dave and Travis about their experience going to Y Combinator, which is just prior to the Fawn Awesome 5 Kickstarter, all the things that they learned. And we're going to launch that just before applications for Y Combinator are due. So folks that maybe are curious about that, that they want to maybe want to apply to Y Combinator. You're gonna definitely want to check that out, and we have something related to farts.
2: We do, and we oh, do. that's been already been recorded. Yes. Okay. Wow. I was like, okay, good. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe oh, I'll just font awesome yeah. reusable tidbits and shapes. Yes. Okay. Now <laughs> it's making more sense. <laughs> Better known,
1: uh, um, officially known as the Icon Wizard. Um, it was initially called awesome, awesome. reusable tidbits reusable and tidbits shapes. And shapes. Yep, definitely one. I'm
2: actually I'm in a sketch comedy sh- troupe, and we are rehearsing right now for our next show. And there's one sketch that, with the help of some, you know, our, our sound technician, I get to fart a number of times on stage, yes. and I am so excited. I am like so excited. I've never gotten to fart purposely on stage. And it is just brings me so much joy just thinking about it. So how how are you going to
1: prep for that, man? Is this going to be like, is it going to be like a live performance, or are we talking sound <laughs> effects? I, <laughs> no, we're t- we're talking. I sound would be effects. really impressed if it was live performance. I don't know about you guys, but 2023 turned out to be really explosive. Sorry, couldn't resist. Anyway, thanks to Rob and Jory for coming on the show. And a special thank you to all you listeners out there who listened to the first year of Podcast Awesome. We got just shy of 13,000 downloads. And I've been told that building a podcast audience is a kind of a long game. So you know what? I'll take it. Those numbers aren't too shabby. And thanks for your patience as I figured out how to host, edit, and produce a podcast last year. And I've got to say that this podcast wouldn't sound that cool if it weren't for Ronnie Martin's musical skill, and he's the one who wrote the theme song. And to put a little frosting on top, Mr. Chris Ends from Lemon Productions dialed in our audio mastering.